Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chelsea Overseas Podcast, except today it's not so much Chelsea as it is Canadian soccer. We got the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers happening now, as Canada is at the top of our group, Group B, but our next two games are on Saturday and Tuesday, firstly against Aruba and then Suriname. Adam, what thoughts do you have? Interesting transitioning from Chelsea to Canada here on such a high as we're, you know, champions of Europe. But we have to look at these Canada games. And obviously, we know what's at stake. We got to top our group. We must top Group B. We cannot come anywhere below first or else we're out of contention. So we must top our group. And then if we were to win that, we'd play the winner of Group E, which is likely Haiti, in a two-legged home-and-away tie. And then if we were to win that... Canada could be making history this month. How so? So if they were to pass the second round, making it into the final round of World Cup qualifying, they would do so for the first time since the 1998 World Cup qualifying cycle. So stakes are really high. Yes, yes, extremely high. Big games for Canada, big opportunity to get to that final round to play games against Mexico, U.S., Jamaica, Costa Rica... Big for John Herdman, big for these young Canadian players, and a big opportunity to maybe get to Qatar. I mean, yeah, the World Cup's always so exciting for all over the world, right? And imagine how many people would be so stoked if Canada made it. Yeah, for sure. And we have definitely an amazing opportunity to get to the final round here. And what a moment it'd be to see us in the final round against the biggest nations in CONCACAF. And it'd be great to see this country rally behind what is a very young and promising Canadian squad. Obviously, so far, we're doing pretty well. We are at the top of our group. However, tied with us in terms of wins is Suriname. So we know Tuesday is going to be a very difficult battle. Yes. But I say let's get right into the Canada versus Aruba game happening this Saturday. With Canada's squad, do we have to, are we expecting any big absences? Obviously, a very strong squad came out. You got the likes of Davies, Jonathan David, Kyle Lahren yep. is in there. He scored the second most goals in the Turkish Super League. He's fast. Yes. So we got a pretty cool front three there. We also have the midfield, Stefan Estakios in there, Sam Piet, Mark anthony Kay, Jonathan Azorio is back in, which is nice. Oh, Azorio. Yeah. I loved watching him play for TFC. Yes, yes, he is a, definitely a leader within this group. And you have Sam Adekube, who's kind of made that left-back spot his own. Richie Larea, who I'm a big fan of at right-back. Alistair Johnson's in there from Nashville. And Milan Boyan is also there. The big miss... Oh, some recognizable faces and names. Yes, yes, for sure. The The big miss for me is, is Atiba Hutchinson, our captain, sadly picked up some injuries with Bashit Kass. Oh no. Yeah, sadly. Sadly what isn't able to make it at the age of I believe 38 now. Yeah, he's still going strong, had a great season in Turkey, sadly unable to be with the team. And also we know Scott Arfield isn't 100% committed to the Canadian men's national team right now. We're hoping if we get to the final round, he'd be involved, but as of right now, he's not there. And another absence would be Kamal Miller, uh, who plays in the MLS at center back. Yeah. He is also a miss. But Atiba Hutchinson is definitely 
our captain and and uh, definitely a big mess. It's sad to hear. Yes, but other than that, it looks good. We do have a very good roster apart from that, yes. Yeah. All right, what can we expect from Aruba? You know, looking at the results from March, they were heavily defeated by Suriname 6-0. Bermuda got the better of them, 5-0. So, but the thing is with Aruba, they are a very low-ranked team, one of kind of the minnows of CONCACAF. That's true. Yeah, the the team that we saw in March... It's significantly weaker than it is now. They do have a lot of their players back because of they had some COVID issues in March. So maybe don't expect a 10-11-0 like we beat at Cayman Islands, but still expect Canada to win this comfortably. We really should be. From what I've seen, I've seen uh, poor defending, honestly. I think their defense isn't as compact as it should be. You got the two center backs very spread apart, even in the 18-yard. And it's very easy for the teams that have played them. From what I've seen, it's very easy for the players to go either th- straight through them or with a through ball get right by in the middle of them. So shouldn't be the most difficult game, in my opinion. Canada should be winning this yeah. winning this comfortably. You want to make a prediction, Adam? I'd say maybe 6-0. I do think Canada will fully rotate just because they do play... Suriname uh, three days later right. and then with the potential of two games after that in round two so I think you'll see a fully rotated squad maybe people like Tejan Buchanan maybe someone like Scott Kennedy right or uh, Liam Frazier gets in there I think you'll see a lot of rotation a very young squad Theo Corbianu, Liam Miller two um, really exciting players playing in England right now so I think we'll see a very rotated team I agree with you. I'd say more something a little higher, probably like seven zero, or eight zero, maybe, simply because Canada has has a very strong team. Fair enough. From what yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah, comfortable win. Comfortable win. Yes, we can agree on that. All right. So now that that's the we covered the game against Aruba, what are your thoughts on the Suriname game coming up? So we have we've seen Suriname's impressive squad. Why should they not be taken lightly? In terms of Suriname, this is not. A small, like they are a small country, but footballing wise, this is not a small country. This is a country now that over the past 11 months has just started recalling basically what's happening. So everyone knows is that Suriname is a, was a Dutch colony, meaning there are a lot of players in the Netherlands who their parents, their grandparents grew up in Suriname, meaning that these players are now eligible to play for Suriname because they can get dual citizenships. So you have players that have never really stepped foot in Suriname, but are of Suriname descent, so they can get dual citizenships and they could then play for Suriname. So you're getting players that maybe not good enough for the Netherlands, but are more than good enough for Suriname. And that's why their squad is so much better. On a more soccer point of view, I, I, I agree now that they have the international players where it's a bigger advantage for them, they will be d- more difficult. Yeah, for sure. They'll, they'll pose a different sort of threat. I think, I think if you want players to look out for, I think someone like Geraldo Becker, who's playing in the Bundesliga with Union Berlin. Right. He's, he's had a good season there. He's played... Just over 50% of the games this season, but he's been a threat and he's one of the quickest players in the Bundesliga. 
meaning he's one of the quickest players, obviously, with Suriname. For a Canadian defense that isn't maybe the strongest point of the team, it will be tested. And also, just a fun fact for people here, for Chelsea fans. So, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who played for Chelsea, his nephew is Nigel Hasselbank, who's playing for Suriname here. Wow. It's it's a really, it's an unfortunate situation for Canada, because when this draw was initially done, I looked at it and I said, okay, Suriname's no problem. Bermuda's really the only threat, right? But this was almost a year ago, this draw came out. Fast forward nine or 10 months, and they keep recalling Dutch players. And also this game was supposed to be played in the fall of 2020. If it was, Suriname's squad wouldn't be as strong as it was now, meaning Canada That's true. would probably comfortably win. So because of the pandemic, these games have been pushed, allowing Suriname to recall more and more players, now making them potentially a top 10, top 8 team in CONCACAF. Adding on to that, though, with, surely that, that adds some good things where you have international players coming together, but surely there's a downside to that. Like, you have all these new players. Where is the chemistry, you know? They've barely played together. Do you think they'll still be that impressive? Won't that do some harm to that team? Yeah, well, I'd hope. I'm, I mean, I just basically said there why, why maybe Canadian fans who maybe aren't familiar with CONCACAF as much. This is why this won't be a Cayman Islands or Aruba game. This is why it, it, it will be a difficult one. But for sure, you have players that have pretty much never played together in their lives. This is a fully new team for Suriname. They're going to get one game against Bermuda before Canada. A couple training sessions, right? So you're, you're, you're 100% right. This is a team that it takes a little bit, obviously, to kind of grow chemistry. and Chemistry is very important when you're playing soccer. You need to understand where your other players are and how they play. Canada, although obviously they didn't, they didn't play for a while with the pandemic, but these guys were together in March yeah. and they were together back in 2019. The, the point is this group, even back in 2019, has been together, most of these guys, right? Suriname, you're right. They've, they've never, they've barely played together. So, and that hopefully does hurt them. And you would think that it should. So... Us being at the top of our league, I know the goal differential we have as a huge advantage in terms of the competition between Suriname. So do you think we'll only need a draw in order to secure our top one position? Or Assuming we beat Aruba, we would only need a draw. And by the way, Suriname does play Bermuda Friday night. And if Bermuda wins that, it's pretty much done. But we don't really expect... I, We're in a comfortable position. Yeah, I saw I saw Bermuda squad and Naki Wells, who's by far their best player, isn't isn't there again. So... Oh, he's not playing? No, so don't, oh. don't expect Bermuda to beat Suriname. If they do, thank you very much, but don't expect it. Yeah. And you would expect... Another Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it would be great if they choked like Tottenham, but... Don't expect Bermuda to beat Suriname and don't expect, really, I don't want to jinx anything, but don't expect Aruba really to beat Canada. Expect both teams to go into that Suriname game, both on nine points and Canada with the goal differential, with which, yes, gives them the 
option to only get a draw. And I think that's that's hugely beneficial, especially because now Suriname has to come at us. They're the ones who have to win the game. So they'd have to come at us. And I think that could play into Canada's hands because we do have players that, like Davies, David, Laren, that could hurt teams on the counterattack. So how do you think Canada's going to be lining up then? Because... I'm, like this is the end of the round one of the World Cup qualifiers, but then we got round two coming up. Yeah, so in terms of Canada lining up, I think we can look at... I think one thing we could take from the March window was kind of Davies where he played, which was Herdman kind of did... It, it lined up as a 4-2-3-1, but what happened was against Bermuda was it was kind of more of a back three with Atakube who was the left back playing more of a, as a left center back. And then you had Steven Vittoria and Kamal Miller at the time. They played kind of a back three in possession. And then Larea on the right burst forward. Davies was able to hug the touchline on the left and just do his thing. And then Hoylet, who was playing on the right of kind of the front four, he drifted inside to allow Larea the space. And then you had the two holding midfielders, which was... Hutchinson and Estacchio and then you had the two up top in Cavallini and Laren so it was kind of a 3-4-1-2 in attack and kind of like a 4-2-3-1 in defense very strong in the back that's for sure yeah and I think I think that's something that Herdman could take into Suriname I oh that'll definitely be important for sure yeah yeah for sure I think he can look at it and I think Atakube's got that left back spot i think he's got a nail down we're gonna need a strong left back and right back they do push the wings a lot Mm -hmm. yeah and then that allows davies to do his thing and get forward so if you if herdman kind of plays kind of a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-2 i could see it with two holding midfielders estacchio and then either piet or mark anthony k i would assume piet just for a little more defensive cover especially because Suriname do pose more of a threat. Yeah. So I could see Piet playing alongside Estacchio. And then you have a back four of Atacube, Larea, Daniil Henry, and Steven Vittoria. I think Herdman will go for experience in the center backs. Did you did you say you expect Davies to play up top? Essentially what I'm saying is I think what he'll do is he'll play it'll line up as like a four-two-three-one or a four-four-two with Boyan and goal, Atacube on the left, Larea on the right, Vittoria and Henry as the two center backs, Estacchio and Piet in front of the back four. And then you have Davies on the left, Toilet on the right, and then Laren and David up top, because now we have Jonathan David. Davies really can play anywhere, eh? For sure, for sure. And so and then what I'm saying is that out of, when we're in possession, I could see you have Atakube is like kind of, he doesn't push up as much. The left-hand side is all Davies. Right. So you have Atakube, Vittoria, and Daniil Henry as kind of like a back three. Larea can push up more. Hoylet can kind of drift inside. And then Laren and David are kind of your poachers in the box. And then Estacchio and Piet are kind of holding it down. And That'd make a very strong offensive team as well. I think so. And I think... I think, too, I think if you look at Canada's defense, and, you know, it is the weakest part of the team, the two center backs. Right. I think if we were to kind of make it a back three without a Kube in there, 
And then you have the cover of Piet and Astachio. There's enough kind of functionality in midfield to maybe help the guys behind them. Yeah, we have very active midfielders. For sure. I think the midfield kind of flies under the radar. I mean, Stefan Astachio is being linked to like FC Porto. So, wow. Yeah, he's had a great season in Portugal. So, he's a great player. And guys like Samuel Piet, Atiba Hutchinson, Mark Anthony Kays, I'm a big fan of. Like, even Azorio is a TFC fan favorite. Yeah, for sure. Don't don't forget Scott Arfield. It's technically in that midfield, although he's not with us right now. Right. So there's an there's enough there, a hundred percent to help kind of the center backs. And we do have a very experienced goalkeeper in Milan Boyan. All right. So how optimistic should we be as Canadian fans for this upcoming Canada versus Suriname game? I think we should be optimistic. I think. Like we have to be I think I'm sitting in a comfortable position, but it's still a challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Suriname are a threat. People shouldn't take them lightly. They have multiple players playing in the era divise, the Dutch top flight. But I think we just the Canadian team just has a lot of talented young guys and I think they've played together mm-hmm. for a good amount of time enough to have some good chemistry already. For sure. Uh, yeah. And oh, by the way, another player to watch out for for Suriname. Ryan Donk, who's playing with Galatasaray, he's their captain in Turkey. He's center back, and he's been a threat on set pieces for Suriname so far in World Cup qualifiers. So just for Canada, set pieces, watch Ryan Donk. He can be a threat in the box, and he's also he's a threat in both, both boxes, both defensively and offensively, so he's one to watch for sure. If Canada can take anything away from Chelsea after that Champions League final, it's that they should also be staying very compact and staying tight and strong in the box for their defense. For sure. And I, I do think I do think when it comes to the biggest of games for Canada, we are more of a counterattacking team. Yeah. I think we are. I think we need the midfield to be as close to the defense as possible. Exactly, and, yeah. And we need... Davies and behind and David and Laren, these guys can cause problems. Midfielders dropping back into defensive positions is so underrated. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference when you have that many more guys. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we have the players that can do it with Stacchio and Piet and Hutchinson. So, yeah, it's, it's, listen, we should be wary of Suriname for sure. But, listen, Canada has the potential to be top five, top four in CONCACAF. If we want to go anywhere near the World Cup, we should be winning this game, right? This is a game we should be winning. You know, maybe you can compare Suriname to kind of like a El Salvador, kind of like a, I don't know, like a Panama, kind of like a top 10 team, you know, but not quite like top five. I think Canada can really push the likes of Jamaica and Costa Rica and these types of teams. Yeah. I'd say we're one of the better teams. For sure. And we our attack is probably as good as US and Mexico. It's right. really good. And the midfield, I think, is underrated. So, yeah, I think we should be optimistic. And this Canadian team should feel like they can get to the final round of World Cup qualifying and compete when they're there. Right. 100%. And there'll be threats. Certain times a threat. Haiti, if we advance, is a threat. But these are teams we have to be... You know, we have to take care of and we should be taking care of. Exactly, yeah. All right. 
I hope we can make history and we can make this World Cup. It'd be huge watching our country play up there, Adam. Oh, it'd be... Hey, I'd call you over every day and we'd oh, just yeah. watch it. Oh, yeah. We'd have fun. It, it, <laughs> it would be a, a dream come true to see Canada at a World Cup. It's funny because for those of you who are more international, um, Canada is like a very diverse nation. So we get a lot of people from all sorts of places. And when it comes for World Cup time, like that once in a once in four years sort of thing, you see all these different flags hanging out of people's car windows, right? And everyone's representing the nation that they're supporting. But you rarely see that Canadian flag. So it would be huge if we, every car you just looked at was a Canadian flag representing the World Cup, you know? Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. I'd have a Canadian flag, 100%. <laughs> it, would, it would be great. And one more thing, I just want to finish on this because I honestly forgot to mention this, but Davies, Alfonso Davies, and the biggest games needs to be playing in an attacking role, in my opinion. And I think right. a lot of Canadian fans feel this way. So, John Herdman, against Suriname, please play Davies in an attacking <laughs> role. I do not want to see him at left back. Adekube's got it at left back. All right? Play him up top. Honestly, he could probably, he's fast enough to drop back and do both. But I, I agree with you. He, he, 100%. He poses more of a threat up top. Exactly. We saw what he did to the U.S. back in 2019 on the counterattack. They couldn't deal with him. So if he can cause problems in, in the Bundesliga and the best leagues in the world and in the Champions League, he can cause problems in CONCACAF. So play him in an attacking role. And if his runs in behind, no one could keep up in this region. So please play him in an attacking role. Put Laren and David up there too because bo- they've both had amazing seasons and find a way to play them together. I know they're a similar type of player. They both kind of like to play as second strikers, but I feel they could play off each other. I feel exactly. they could play. Yeah, I feel they could play as kind of two up top. Go for it. David, Laren, Davies up top against Suriname and tell them to deal with that. <laughs> I guess they have the Aruba game, so they'll see what works and what doesn't, but hopefully he'll play up top and hopefully we'll just have a comfortable lead. I say let's go make history, Adam. Yes, yes, yes. Let's make some history. Let's get to that final round. Go Canada. All right. Go Canada.